What's up, everybody? This is Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm Ralph. Dave is not here, and we are recording. I am recording on not our normal day. Um, last week, uh, well, let's just say Wednesday when we typically record. <clears throat> I uh, I went to trivia as I tend to do, and uh, we got third place, which is the first time we placed in a very long time. Kind of embarrassing. And I got home and I thought, well, this is weird. I haven't heard from Dave. I haven't gotten a text from Dave. Usually Dave sends me something along the lines of, hey, feel like podcasting tonight? Or, hey, let's talk about this tonight. Or, hey, come up with a list for this. Or, I have a game for you. Nothing. And I thought, what's wrong with Dave? Is he okay? What's wrong? So I get back, I get home from trivia after texting Sam on the way home. And he said, hey, you remember you're on your own tonight or this week, right? And I said, oh, shoot. I had definitely forgotten that. Last week, Dave told me we either had to record on a different day or I was on my own. So that's fine. I'll do it on my own. Completely forgot. It wasn't in the text, so it was out of sight, out of mind. So Wednesday night, I thought, I'll just spend that evening with my lovely wife. Then I got to Thursday. Thursday night, I was like, oh, I could squeeze it in here. I could squeeze it in there because I had to go to the regional spelling bee, the feeder to the national bee, because my one of my smartest students was in the spelling bee representing my school. Went and uh, went to support him, and uh, it was the first round was a bloodbath. He he got his first word wrong, as did half of the fifty kids that were in it. It was horrible, um, but you know, good for him. He had the confidence. Then I got home. I ate a a mountain of Taco Bell, like over twenty dollars Taco Bell, and then nope, no recording. Then on Friday, I get home from school and like, oh, maybe I'll record. Nope, we had to go to my buddy's uh, 40th birthday. We were out, we were playing games at a bar that had like, you know, I don't know, golden tea. I played golden tea for the first time. Um, apparently that's a fun thing. Um, uh, no podcast. Then yesterday, did my little workout, had some time in the afternoon, blah, blah, blah. No podcast. Finally today, it is Sunday, it's almost 7 p.m. and I'm recording a podcast. Now I will admit, I don't have a lot to say. I do have a lot to say, but my main story... Um, it really needs Dave to be here because it deserves, uh, it deserves an audience to, in my, in my humble, uh, opinion. Um, so let me, let me start by teasing that. So it is orphan season. You're, you're on sleeper. You're keeping an eye out for orphan teams, teams that have been abandoned by their owners and need a new owner. Sometimes they're paid for, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're in good shape, sometimes they're a complete needing the reworking. Um, Sometimes you seek them out in the sleeper chat for available teams. Sometimes a guy in a league you're in goes, oh, hey, I got this team available, blah, blah, blah. I've actually had the situation before where people have gone specifically to me and said, hey, you seem like an active owner, you want to take over this team, which is very, uh, uh, very... uh, uh, flattering. So 
in this particular situation, um, a league came up in uh, one of the leagues I've recently done. It may be the 32, maybe might be the 32 teamer. And I go in and I and I check it out. This is a 16 team league and it has some it's IDP and it's got some big defensive scoring. And I take a look at the squad. This is the best 16 team league team that I've ever seen. And I thought I got to do it. I said, how much does this league cost? Somebody said 30 bucks. I said, sign me up. I want team 14 or whatever it was. Uh, Give me the league safe. I'll pay it. So I paid. I'm in. And then here's the spoiler, and we're just going to go from there. Uh, I accept the team. I I get some trade talks going, get some trade talks going. I make a trade, and then the commissioner goes, hold all trades. I need to send some polls. Now, keep in mind, the commissioner has said nothing for two days, he only was a he was only there to assign me to the team otherwise he had said nothing and i find out that the team that i had was formed formed from collusion and the other teams that left were booted for colluding with the team that i took over so now we're in the struggle of what to do i paid I dibsed a team. I was assigned to said team. I started talking trades. But now we now there's talk of a dispersal. There's talk of what do we do next? We have a commissioner who seems to be completely absent from the situation, not paying any attention, who is trying to come in now and do all this stuff. Meanwhile, no matter what the decision is being made, He's nowhere to be seen since that last conversation. We're now going on three days where he's been gone again. People are coming in and leaving, coming in and leaving. There have been four people that have come into the chat saying, I want team one, I want team four, I want team seven. And then they wait, and then they wait, and then they wait, and they don't hear anything. And so what happens? They go, okay, well, I'm going to leave. There was a guy who came in and said, well, I just read the chat. This league seems dysfunctional. I'm leaving. So... I don't know what we're supposed to do here, but I can't wait to talk to Dave about it. So there's a little bit of a spoiler for for you superfans who've been waiting for five days for this episode. I can't wait to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about the orphan that I saw and dibsed and why I did that, because goodness gracious, what a great team. I'm then going to talk about all the conversations I had with people filling in the blanks for me on what the drama is that has gone down in this league. And then we'll talk about uh, um, the commissioner and and you know when do you bail on a league because there is there is a uh, there is a breaking point. All right, the main thing I want to talk about tonight because you know it's the off season we don't have a ton to do. I, I know the combine just happened, and I'm sure Dave is going to come in with some combine information because I don't believe we talked too much about that last week. I'm trying to trying to remember when that happened. I, I don't remember if we did or not, but Dave will come in with some stats and some numbers from the combat combine. Ultimately what it seems like is that all the skill position players, nobody hurt their stock. Every there was no DK Metcalf sh- you know sucking at the at the shuttle drill or something. Everybody looked good. Every quarterbacks all threw well. We feel great. Wide receivers all caught well looked great. So you know, the 40 times were all great. So ultimately, the the combine didn't do anything to hurt anybody's excitement about what is uh, what is coming up. But we'll save that for Dave as well. I'm going to just talk about how 
my draft is going in this um in this big play IDP Superflex and it is actually my pick. I'm actually on the clock right now. So we I may only go 20 minutes today just short and sweet. At least we're getting you out something. Uh Dave, sorry I let you down on pushing this so far. But let's talk draft and I do not remember where this um I don't remember how this went. <clears throat> but um I'm pretty sure I remember the point we got to. So I'll do the first several rounds um pretty quick. So Again, this is 12 team. This is IDP. This is big, uh, big, um, uh, uh, big play for Superflex. So I think t- uh, interceptions are like 10 points or something like that. Tackles a little bit lower. Um, so that is worth mentioning as far as linebackers go. And then the the rookie picks are in this draft um, as well. So you can draft a kicker and it dibs you the next available rookie pick. So again, I believe I talked about this last time. I was on the turn. It is a third round reversal. So I uh, started at the first turn with Kyle Pitts and CeeDee Lamb. I wanted Justin Fields. He went literally right before me. Then coming back around at 3-1, I wanted either Micah Parsons or Bosa. I was a little butthurt because if there had been no, you know, people say third round reversal is good. People like it. People also say the third round reversal is best for the team at the turn, but I disagree. The whole reason I want the turn is because I can double tap. I can get two players in a row with no waiting. If I had gotten the three, four turn, I believe I could have gotten Parsons and Bosa. I think there are plenty of people who don't want to be the first person to take a defensive player. And so, at 3-1, I had to make the decision, do I take one of them, assuming that that will then cue the next one, because they are two of the you know top IDP uh, players, or do I wait until the 4-5 turn and risk getting neither of them? Well, I decided, forget it, I'm going to take, I'm going to take one of them. So I took Parsons, he's a little younger and um, arguably more exciting, I've, I've got plenty of Bosa. And then sure enough, it was just a, a run on defensive linemen. We had Bosa, Max Crosby, Max Double X Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, Miles Garrett. They all went before my next pick. Uh, the other thing I wanted about Parsons compared to Bosa is he's got the double eligibility. So you can play him at linebacker. You can play, play him at defensive line. If you can get three defensive linemen that are going to be sack guys, you know, to get an edge rusher to play at linebacker in a league that isn't as strong with tackles, is an advantage. So Micah Parsons, Pitts and Lamb, that was my that was my start. Uh coming back around and I and I still haven't decided what I'm going to do in terms of win now versus punt the first year. I mean in a startup I typically just completely ignore running back altogether. Um I also was thinking, you know, uh, what running backs or not running backs, I'm sorry, quarterbacks are drying up and I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Because if you're going to win, you need quarterbacks. This is a super flex, but the way it fell, I would rather have Pitts and Lamb than the quarterbacks that went, you know, right after that. Deshaun Watson, Dak, Kyler, Tua, Pickett, Lance. I I don't want any of those guys. I would have taken any of those first seven that went if they got me to the turn. Maybe not Lamar Jackson, but any of the others. And like I said, Fields. So, um, so I'm still deciding what to do. So it gets to me at the four or five turn. And it is tight end premium, but the only tight ends that have gone were Pitts to me at the turn. And then Travis Kelsey went at the 310. 
I can't pass up Mark Andrews in that situation. It just seems silly that he would have lasted that long in a tight end premium. So I took Mark Andrews at 412. And then I'm looking at the edge rushers and I'm thinking, I I was trying to decide between, um, let's see, I'm trying to look at where the, oh, I was deciding between Roquan Smith and TJ Watt at 5-1. Um, TJ Watt obviously coming off the injury so he was a little less effective last year and he's a little bit older at 28 and Roquan Smith who's 25 he's with the he's with the 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 Ravens and he's a tackle machine and tackles aren't worth as much in this league so I decided I'd go with TJ Watt I think he's going to come back healthy and be just fired out of a cannon he's got the the sack numbers as we know from a couple years ago he's also again got the dual eligibility so I can start him at linebacker but he's a guy who gets sacks in a league of this of this type. So Mark Andrews and TJ Watt at the four or five turn coming back around. I, I took Pat Fryermuth at six twelve. It was between he and Dallas Goddard who went a couple rounds later. And I just decided by at that point I was more set at tight end than I even usually am, but I didn't think a young tight end like Fryermuth who's shown so much in a tight end premium league could really be passed on. And then even though I don't want to, I don't want to trade in startups. Like I hate trading in startups. And the reason being that um, there's always value given up. I think people just get cute and they just want to trade for the sake of trading. And they're not actually putting a lot of thought into it. But that being said, in any of these rounds, when there's still studs for days, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I would have taken a 2024 first to switch spots in a round at any point. And I figure if there is a guy that should have gone at that point who hasn't, and I put the word out, maybe that will entice somebody. So when it got to that 7-1, I said, listen, I'm taking Roquan Smith, unless somebody wants to pay their 2024 first to move up. And people scoffed at me. They they acted like I was delaying the draft because the guy that's on the other sides of me at the turn tends to take a while. Uh, but I did say like 10 minutes at the most, like after 10 minutes, I will pick no matter what. I'm just telling you who I'm taking. So nobody bit. I took Roquan Smith. I feel very good about that. Um, that's a quite a young linebacker core. So at this point, it's all linebackers and tight ends. Fryermuth, Andrews and Pitts, Watt, Smith, and um, Parsons, and then CeeDee Lamb. So coming back around, you know, some of the guys that I would typically have taken uh, went. You got Scary Terry goes. I was thinking Nick Bolton might be kind of fun. I don't have him in a lot of places. Um, quarterbacks were going. Like I would have considered Goff. I would have even considered Russell Wilson. Daniel Jones went right after I picked. He, as according to Kurt, that's longer than he's been lasting in startups. But what it really came down to was people are getting smarter about running back and not taking them as early. I mean, I, I was talking to Kurt the other day. Um, that, uh, you know, it used to be running backs were king and that for first round be all running backs, even in a super flex, and you could just clean up on quarterbacks. Not anymore. So I decided, okay, forget it. I'm just going to go running backs and I'm going to decide that I might go round like year one, try to win. So I went with Derrick Henry and JK Dobbins at the eight and nine turn. I figured, one guy younger, one guy older, both should be the run, main running back on their team that likes to run the ball. And I went for it. And I don't know how it feels. It feels kind of weird, but that automatically put me into a compete now because once you've got a couple of running backs like that, you're you're not punting 
year one. Now I didn't have a I didn't have a wide receiver or sorry I didn't have a quarterback at this point, so I'm coming back around. Some tempting guys came off Chase Young, Dallas Goddard, um, Fred Warner. Those are all guys I would have been tempted by, and yet a couple of younger quarterback not younger. Geno Smith isn't younger, but he went off the board. Jordan Love went off the board right before me, and I figured I better get a quarterback. So I went with Aaron Rodgers at ten twelve. I figure he will. Assuming he doesn't retire, which I don't think there's much indication that he would do that, he will start this year for whoever he plays for. So I figured I had to get a quarterback to be able to start, and I didn't want to be settling for a guy like Tannehill or Purdy or Ritter. Uh, Garoppolo went later. I considered him down the road, but didn't end up taking him. So I did take Aaron Rodgers. And then DeAndre Hopkins. You know, once you're in the position where you're figuring you're going to try to win now, now these older guys aren't so scary. I mean, I would never take DeAndre Hopkins in a startup the way that I normally do a startup. But in this situation where I want to win, let's put him next to CeeDee Lamb and let's see what happens. All right, coming back around, 12-13 turn. Uh, Joey Bosa was still sitting there, so I went with him. I wanted Bosa and Judon, figuring that was two guys, again, with the dual eligibility, and also Judon was a sack machine. Judon went a few picks before me. Um, A few uh, defensive backs that I would have been tempted by, Brisker and Hamilton went, so I went with Bosa. And then a pick that I'm not too sure about, but I felt... I felt like you got to get some youth going. So I went with Greg Rousseau for uh, for Buffalo. He's 20, let's see here, he's 20, 22 years old. He had eight sacks last year. So uh, let's go, get a little bit of youth. All right, coming back around. Again, some tempting guys came off. Jacoby Myers, you know, having him as your third wide receiver. If he goes to a new team this year, would have been kind of fun. Josh Allen would have been kind of fun, the defensive lineman. Quiddy Pay went off the board. Ultimately, it gets to me, and I went with Jamal Adams as my first defensive back. He hasn't been healthy for a couple years, but he was a sack machine from the from the safety position when he was healthy. So I thought that's a little bit of a risk I'm worth uh, worthy of taking, or you know, willing to take. And then Zaire Franklin for Indianapolis. He had 160 some tackles. I mean, he was a tackle machine last year, and either he's going to be alone there. Um, uh, you know, gobbling up tackles again, or Shaq Leonard, if he can actually be healthy, will be there and be next to him kind of taking some pressure off. So either either way, I thought that would be a player. I also was trying to go against the grain and get some guys that I, that I don't normally have. Uh, next round, you know, I've got, there were some running backs I was thinking about, like Miles Sanders went, I would have thought about him. Tremaine, Edwin, Tremaine Edmonds went. I would have thought about him. There was actually quite a run on linebackers. Tremaine Edwin, Edmonds, Leonard, Houston, Logan Wilson, Luvu. Um, I had already pretty much filled my linebacking core slash defensive lineman core with these dual eligibility guys. So I wanted to get a defensive lineman. Again, heavy sack guy, just clogging up the middle. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, def, best defensive tackle in the game. And and he gets a lot of sacks. So um, 16th round, I went with Aaron Donald. And then again, a guy I never take, but Tyler Lockett every year. He's he's there. He's doing his thing. He's a reliable target. And Geno Smith um, has been signed back, and he seems to trust Tyler Lockett. So I went with, uh, went with Lockett on the next play. Um, coming back around, we had a little bit of a run of um, – Linebackers, again, Malcolm Rodriguez I would have been tempted by. Jamin Davis I would have been tempted by. Notice I have not taken any kickers 
um, meaning uh, rookie picks. I, I just, with the level of guys that are available, I just couldn't find a way to to convince myself that taking a rookie pick was going to be worth it. So I'm kind of at the point now where I doubt I'll take any rookie picks. Like if they, if these, if these guys that I'm liking completely dry up, I'll probably have a point where I double tap rookie picks and just have two in a row, maybe in the fourth. And with IDP, that really pushes a lot of players back. But um, in the situation I'm in now, I just, I just, if I'm going to win now, I would rather have uh, these guys that, uh, that I'm taking. All right, 18th and 19th turn. I took uh, Owe for for Baltimore. I wanted a young, a young defensive end slash linebacker um, that's still coming around and has some potential. And then I went with Legarius Sneed for Kansas City. He was the best defensive back last year. Had a, just filled up the stat sheet quite a bit. And I don't have him on any team, so I figured let's go. I, I, he probably should have gone earlier, uh, in my opinion. Uh, coming back around, I'm always glad when guys that I don't want to take get taken. I didn't want to take David Montgomery. I'm glad he went. I didn't want to take, um, Cortland Sutton. I'm glad he went. I would have considered Sky Moore, um, but he did go, so I didn't have to think about it. So at the 2021 turn, I went with Sam Hubbard. Um, I was thinking about he and Hendrickson for a couple rounds, you know, defensive, good defensive ends on a good team, uh, get some sacks. And uh, Henriksen is kind of considered to be the big sack guy and Hubbard's on the other side cleaning up and Hubbard's also a Buckeye. So, you know, I like that. And then speaking of Buckeyes, I, I went for it. Michael Thomas, let's go. Round 21, I figured let's let's see if he can get healthy. Let's see if he can show something. Uh, he'd sat there long enough. I mean, he could be completely done, but if he's not done, he's on my team. So then I really, I wanted to finally get Jimmy Garoppolo because it was finally time where I felt like I could, I could take him, but he went at the beginning of the 22nd round. Um, I am considering, it's almost my pick and I am on the clock at this 24, 25 turn. Um, but I did consider Jimmy Garoppolo, but he got taken. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Tom Brady, honestly, or Baker Mayfield, who are both kind of still, still, uh, kicking around. I know Brady isn't technically still playing, but he's shown that he's willing to come back and there's been some been some talk about it, but but anyway, I'm looking at this I'm looking at this round leading up to my next pick and there were some guys um Josh Palmer was on the guys I was considering, Bradley Chubb I was considering, they both got taken. So I double tap tight end. Uh Gesicki's going to be a free agent. I'm thinking He's an athletic freak. If he goes somewhere that uses him, that could be huge. And then speaking of athletic freaks, Jelani Woods is 6'7". Come on. You know I love a tall tight end. So 22-23, I went with Mike Gesicki and Jelani Woods. And uh, after that, two more tight ends went in that round, Juwan Johnson and Kate Otten. So um, I got sniped pretty hard this next uh, this next coming around. I wanted Delpit to come back around to me. Uh, he didn't. Um, Elijah Mitchell was in my queue. I would have liked him to come back around, but he got taken. And we are now back to me at 24-25. So I'm trying to decide what to do. I'm thinking if I do end up taking Brady, I think I can probably wait. I'm thinking Jalen Ramsey, he's now a Dolphin. So he's going to have some excitement to him. They're paying him to come there. Uh, you know, it's kind of an exciting team. Maybe it's just because they're in Miami. But 
he had some he had some great stats last year. I mean, he put up 258 in terms of fantasy points last year. So I'm thinking he might be nice to round out my um, my defensive backs. And then if I'm looking at offense, um, running backs, I mean, you got guys like Zeke, Fournette, Singletary, guys that are still going to be kicking around, and you just wonder how long are you willing to wait on these kind of guys? Like, what if they have a resurgence? You just never know. So I am going to make my picks right now, right here on, on the, uh, on the podcast. And we are going to take a look. Let me check my cue. Give myself a little reminder. Zadarius Smith is another guy I was thinking of. In fact, with the defensive scoring, maybe, well, no, 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 no. We're going to go offense. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to quarterback and we're going to go. Oh my gosh. We're going to go Baker Mayfield. Oh my gosh. I can't do it. All right, hold on. I got to go to defensive backs first. We're going to get Ramsey first. I want Ramsey. I've been talking about it. So we're going with him first. That's going to be automatic. And then what do I do on the next play? Do I take Brady? Because if Brady comes back, I want him on my team. Or do I go Baker? I'm going Brady. I'm going Brady. I got to do it. Let's go. He had to go at some point. All right, I did it. Jalen Ramsey, Tom Brady. You know, that might have been a real stupid pick. But honestly, if he comes back and I've got the team that I've built quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and they look anything close to their former selves, that could be a real um, a real league-winning kind of a move we're about to find out. All right, let me tag... Let me tag Thanos here. And somebody is about to make fun of me for taking Brady. Let's see what the chat says. It's about to happen. I know it is. I know it is. It's coming. It's coming. Take a little sip of my Mill City beer here. Ooh, there's typing. I know. I know it. I know I'm going to get it. Shooting your... (laughs) Did news break that Brady's coming back or you're just shooting your shot on it? I'm shooting my shot. I'm shooting my shot. I don't think he's done. Did you hear that he he got a a kitty cat and that's why he doesn't want to come back? I mean, come on. Nobody buys that garbage. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Keep it under half an hour. So next week... Uh, Dave and I will be back when I say next week, I mean, you know, three days from now, um, we're going to talk the final combine stuff. Cause I don't think we got to the end of that. Uh, and I'm going to talk about a rough commissioner situation, orphan collusion. It's basically the soap opera of all dynasty leagues. We'll see where we're at with that. Um, and then we'll maybe have some other fun stuff for you. So we're going to go from there. So I appreciate your patience. Thank you for waiting. For those of you who expect to see this when you wake up on Thursday morning, sorry I waited so long. But that being said, Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm Ralph. That's Dave. I know he's not here, but in spirit. And we will see you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful start to your week, everybody. Bye-bye.